Welcome to episode 12 of Latinas Be Like Us. I'm really happy to have Mayra Gomez Sanchez here with us. Mayra is a copywriter, marketing strategist, and founder and CEO of Cultural Visionaries. She helps BIPOC business owners connect with their communities by incorporating language they feel most comfortable using in their everyday lives. Her goal is to write in a way that shows her clients unapologetically self so that their audience sees their authenticity and start finding their trustworthy and authoritative in their niche. The BIPOC business owners she serves range from BIPOC-owned, women-owned, Latinx-owned, LGBTQIA plus-owned, but she's more than happy to partner with anyone who shares their values and vision and who are passionate about creating a meaningful impact on other people's lives. Wow, Maida, that's so awesome. Welcome, welcome, first of all. So talk to me about cultural visionaries. How, how long have you been working on that project? And, and congratulations, by the way, that's, uh, that's in- impressive. Yes, first of all, muchas gracias for the um, introduction, Belu. I'm really happy to be here. And I'm excited just to share my story with the hopes that whoever's listening um, gets that animal to to also um, continue on their entrepreneurship journey or even if they're just starting out. Um, so with uh, my copywriting journey, I started it in um, May of 2022, where I began taking a copywriting course just to learn about what copy was and um, how to utilize it best when I start working with clients. So 2022 was more of like the learning curve on um, actual copywriting strategies. And then it wasn't until the end of 2022 when I finally uh, got my LLC for, at the time, um, it was just Maida G. Sanchez Agency. And that's when the LLC was created, the website was created. I started uh, opening up like my social media for it on Instagram And um, I kind of just left it at that. I think a lot of it was um, fear, like, okay, I did this part, but um, I'm nervous to do the next step of actually reaching out to people. Like, you know, people start to feel like imposter syndrome, like, or I don't know enough, I'm not good enough. And all those thoughts started going into my head. Um, So that was a rough patch that I had to definitely consistently practice even to this day um, to overcome and to go to the next step or else I would just stay stuck there. You know, like I made the LLC now what? Um, so that was that, you know, small section of a rough patch. We entered 2023 and I finally got in that mindset where I was like, okay, let me just take that imperfect action. The first step of just reaching out the worst people can say is no. And I keep going, you know, you move on. Um, so I started doing that in January and then February, uh, so after a month of reaching out um, in February of earlier this year, 2023, um, I got my first client and I was so excited because it was like um, one of my dream clients that I've been part of. Um, I don't know if you know of the Amiga Hood for We All Grow Latina, um, but I was um, being a part of that community for a while as a member and because I found it so inspirational and once I learned about copy, I'm like, oh, it'd be so cool to write for them. Um, and um, Anna wrote back to me, the, one of the founders um, saying like, oh yes, you know, we'd love some copy for our landing page for the Amiga Hood membership and some emails for Amiga Hood. 
I was like, oh my gosh, this is right up my alley because this is what uh, is part of my values. I am part, I am a member, you know, even before copy. Um, so like my circles aligned and um, I was just very thankful um, to We All Grow Latina and to Anna for allowing me, uh, you know, to showcase my expertise with them. And I worked with their uh, VP of marketing, Melissa Bailey, and she was so helpful too in our dialogue when I would um, send her um, copies of the, like, or the rough drafts of the landing page. And we would write back and forth, have meetings. Um, and we got to a point where it's like, okay, this is how we want it to look like. And now the new version of the landing page for Amiga Hood is up on their website. So it's really cool to like go on it now and see like, oh my gosh, I was part of that. And it was, it was very exciting. And it gave me that animo to keep going. That is so amazing. Maida, I mean, yes, of course I grow, I know we all grow Latina and uh, it's incredible. Like what you, were you talking about the imposter syndrome is so normal too. I think we all experience that in, in one way or another, but, but seeing that that's such an inspiration, that's such a, a great story to share and uh, congratulations. I mean, We All Grow Latina is such a great platform. I'm actually hoping to go uh, in 2024 and connect because I feel like, uh, you know, I don't see the same kind of culture in the, in the East Coast where I am and looking at their website and looking at what uh, Latinas there and creatives are doing is just very inspiring. So I'm just so glad that they reached out to you. And that says so much about their brand as well, that they're willing to give an opportunity to to people who are, you know, who are trying to to do their own thing. And that is exactly what they are. They believe in. So that's incredible. Yes. And I still get like, um, you know, like when, you know, when the little hair starts to stand up on your arms, <laughs> when I think about that, because I was just over the moon, like, wow, like I never thought I would be able to do something like this. You know, I, uh, before copywriting, I was doing the nine to five corporate job. Um, and I was, I was burnt out. I didn't have, I didn't feel the passion anymore. I felt like, is this it? Is this what my life is going to be of just like, day and night work, go to sleep, be tired and repeat. So to make the choice of learning something new alongside my nine to five, you know, it was a challenge because it was like pretty much two different jobs. And then eventually it was like, okay, now my copywriting is a side hustle, but I'm still doing my nine to five. And that, again, two jobs. And as of um, October 6th of this year, um, now I'm fully copywriting. So, wow. you know, from 2020, May 2022 to now officially, you know, October 2023. And now we're on the last two days of 2023. You know, it's been a, a long, um, hard journey, but it's been good. I've learned a lot. And I'm just so thankful for the clients that I've had because they have the same values. Like our, our values align with one another. And, um, uh, I had the support from mis papas, um, mi esposo, um, mi hermana, like everyone, they may not know what, like exactly what I do, even though I, I tried my best to explain, um, but they're just want me to be happy. And that means a lot to me. That's beautiful, Mayra. And I just want to say that it sounds like it's a long journey, but it's impressive that you did it in a little bit, what, like a year and something, because that's, um, 
that's quick. That's quick if you think about it. You know, you just went for it and uh, and you did it. And and that's impressive and that's so inspiring. What um what was that last straw? What was the last thing that you said, you know what? I had enough. I'm gonna do it. And you know, even if I'm afraid, I just I just have to go for it because I don't wanna I don't wanna stay in the nine to five. Like you said, I'm burned out. So what what was that sort of quick, you know, like decision where you made it and, and you started actually following your dreams? But it was definitely a long time coming. Um, for the longest time, uh, my previous job, I was an elementary teacher and I work with first graders and I, I love them dearly to this day. I, I do miss them. Um, but it was such a big job that wasn't just about, you know, teaching them. You know, I know who any other teachers who are listening out there, you know what I mean about like the parents and the admin and um, just all the hardship that comes with teaching where it was affecting my mental health. Um, and I never experienced like um, anxiety or depression before, but um, I always get teared up when I think about that because it really did um, change my mindset for the worse. And it was hard to keep showing up for these, um, you know, bright eyed students and me having to be like fake in a way. And it didn't feel right, um, to be their teacher when I wasn't feeling it, you know, it's like, oh, pobrecitos para ellos because they're, um, starting their education and they should have a, um, you know, a very excited teacher. And so that's why I was like, oh, it's not fair to them. And it's not fair to me. Um, so after a few, well, a long time, it was like maybe a few years of going through that. It did get to the point where I was like, I can't, like, I cannot do another day of this. Um, so I did my, give my two week notice, um, to my, um, boss and she was very, uh, gracious, you know, and, um, I, I, and I felt like we ended on a good note. You know, I still, ask them like, what can I do to make this um, transition as seamless as possible for my students and for uh, my teaching team? Cause I, you know, I care deeply for my, my um, coworkers, you know, all wonderful people. Um, and so I did what I could in helping them with the process. And then um, the other two weeks were up and, and, and I, and I left and it felt like a mixture of emotions. I was relieved I was happy. I was sad. I was nervous. Um, but overall, I, I feel very happy that I did it. Like it was, it was something that needed to be done. Yeah. And I hear you on the, on the, just not feeling it, not feeling like you belong there anymore. Let me ask you something. Did this have anything to do with the whole COVID season? I know that there was a lot of teachers that felt completely overwhelmed and felt like they did not have any support, like real support by uh, the institutions that were supposed to be there for them. Um, and, you know, of course, we also have this uh, um, gun epidemic that is uh, really affecting our country. So this had anything to do with, with that decision? Um, yes, I was actually the, the cherry on top to um, making that final choice of leaving. Um, I know a lot of different schools had um, different rules to follow when it came, when it was, you know, COVID time. 
Um, and my specific school was tricky because I was at a charter. So, you know, sometimes the rules don't apply to what um, traditional schools follow. So we were still expected um, to be at school. Um, you know, after, I mean, we did have that main shutdown, but we got, we came back earlier than other schools did. And I'll oh, start about that. Um, and with that coming back, um, they still were, you know, expecting me to do, and I understand, right, the six feet apart with six-year-olds who don't, are not understanding what's happening. They just are wondering why their teacher is telling them they can't talk to their friend, you know, hug their friend. Um, and then we were doing where, like, half the kids would come to class and the other half were on Zoom, but I had to have my, like, Zoom computer in my classroom and do classroom management and try to teach. Um, it was, it seemed like an impossible job. Like how am I supposed to, you know, keep up with the standards uh, of the core curriculum, but keep social emotional learning for these kids that top par, um, try to help them understand what's happening with the world. And also, you know, they're also children. It's like, don't put that in your mouth, you know, don't, uh, get the scissors and try to cut your hair, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that sounds very overwhelming. The part where you have to make sure that they don't put anything weird in their mouth mm -hmm. and then making sure that the kids on Zoom are actually paying attention. And then on top of that, making sure that the kids in the school, like in your uh, classroom, pay attention. That seems like a lot. Um, so um, I'm glad that you're no longer where you're not supposed to be. Let me ask you now, why copywriting? What what was what was that thing that drew you to to copywriting and pursuing a career in that? And so and I love that you asked me that because for the longest time my family and my friends they would ask like, well, if you don't teach, what are you gonna do? And my answer for the longest time was, I don't know. Like I don't know what I'm gonna do, but I know this is not it. And um, towards the you know, so the beginning of 2022, like. January through March, I just started going online and, you know, good old Google. And I'm like, you know, what do teachers do after teaching? Like they don't want to teach. What are some things that they do? And I was reading things. And uh, one that stood out to me was copywriting because I just saw the word writing and I still don't know what the term was. I'm like, well, something to do with writing. I'm like, let me look more into it. So I went down this rabbit hole of like research and um, I was seeing how like you know, you can write in a way to persuade people um, to take an action, but it doesn't have to be done in a way that feels gross or like very salesy. Like you could do it in a way that's ethical, that's authentic, um, and that helps people. So like, you know, the clients I've worked with, they are all, their purpose is like, yes, you're buying my service, you're buying my product, but it's to help you, the consumer, um, give you, um, I don't know, better quality of your life, whether it's mentally, physically, emotionally. And I'm like, oh, that sounds like what I want to do. I still want to help people. Like teaching is, you know, you're helping. And I still want that as like a core of mine, but shown in a different way that in my mind um, can reach more people. It's like, well, if I write words um, for companies that makes their target audience want to buy from them, but I know that the people, but I know that the clients I'm working uh, with um, have those values that I have. It's going to be this ripple effect of positivity. 
And given how much negativity we see online, you know, we're, we're glued to our screens nowadays. I would hope that there is a little sliver of positivity. Um, if somebody comes across words that I've written um, for these clients that are also striving to do good in the world. That's beautiful. It's, um, it's incredible that you went through this journey of self-discovery, right? You, your family kept asking you, what are you going to do? What are you going to do now that you're not, you don't want to be a teacher? And you had a really honest answer. I don't know, but that didn't stop you. And you went on that self-discovery uh, journey and you found something that you are passionate about. And now you have your own business. That is an incredible journey. And, and for those who, who, who are listening to us, actually, Myra reached out to me um, to offer her services. So hopefully in the future, we'll be able to work together. But, um, you know, you, you saying that it was really scary at the beginning, reaching out to people online and offering uh, your expertise. Um, I, I admire that a lot. And I think people shouldn't be afraid to do that. And I think a lot of people do it because of rejection, because of fear of that people are going to say no. So what, what, are, uh, what is an advice? What is something that you want to tell people who might be going through the same issues right now and they're stuck and they don't know how to move forward? What is, what is that one thing that might be able to help them shake it off and, and, and to actually move move continue to move forward and, and reach their goals? I mean, the first um, phrase that comes to mind is imperfect action. Um, it's something that I learned um, throughout my copywriting journey um, with my community of copywriters. Um, and that has really helped me just to keep taking one step forward. I'm like, well, as long as I do something and not just sit there and sit in my thoughts and let them spiral, um, it's in the right direction. It could be the, the fact that I am moving the needle very slowly, but it's moving. Um, and the, the action doesn't have to be big. It could be as simple as like for, in my case, you know, sending out that first email to someone asking them if they need copywriting services. Uh, the first one, I did feel the imposter syndrome, like, oh my gosh, like I've only taught my whole life, you know, how I'm not a copywriter. But it's like, no, like I, yes, I, I taught and I can use all the skills that I had as a teacher to incorporate them into copy. And I also, you know, took the time to really learn copy strategies. And I still have a community of copywriters that I ask questions to and we exchange ideas with. So I have the tools, I have the resources. Now it's just a matter of showcasing them. And, and that's the first step. It's like, for me, the first imperfect action, send out that first email. The worst they can say is no. And I got a lot of no's. I still get a lot of no's. And I think it's been, it's been good to get the no's because I don't, I don't feel it as much as I did in the beginning. Like when I would get a, that first couple of no's in the beginning of this year, like it would affect me where I'm like, but now I learned, I'm like, what? It's okay. Like, I don't know the, the other person on the screen. Maybe they won. They already have a copywriter. They um, have a lot of things on their plate. They don't have time for one. Like I, I, at the end of the day, I don't know what's going on in their lives and it's out of my control. 
and I can only do what I can control and I can control sending out an email. <laughs> exactly. And you know, those no's can turn into an interview. So um, it's, it's a muscle, right? What you're saying is it's, it's a muscle. It takes practice. It takes acceptance that that no doesn't have anything to do with you. And then you just move on and continue to offer your services. And that's the only way that you move forward. Maida, what's next? What's next for cultural visionaries? What's next for you? Uh, what's happening in 2024? And, and how can people find you and they're interested, if they're interested in finding uh, copywriting services? Yeah, so what's next? I know we're ending 2023. Um, I did have a, a handful of clients this year, which I was very thankful for, um, that now has allowed me to fully go into copywriting. So that's the path that I'm going to continue on for 2024 is to um, keep um, the clients that align with my values in my circle so that I can keep moving with my why behind cultural visionaries, you know, working with uh, BIPOC business owners who are striving to create meaningful impact on their communities, whether it's through a service-based um, products that they have or physical products that they have. Um, and hoping that that, um, those words that I write for them, somebody on their screen is reading it somewhere in this country and other countries. And it's giving them like, I don't know, uh, some type of positive energy that they've been seeking given the many negativity that we see in the world. So that's what I want to continue um, with cultural visionaries and the way people can find me, um, I have my LinkedIn. If you just type in my name, uh, Maida G. Sanchez. If you go on Instagram, Cultural Visionaries, and then you'll see, you know, Maida G. Sanchez. Um, my website is Maida G. Sanchez. And then, you, you know, when you go on that, you'll see Cultural Visionaries there. Um, what other way? I just started a TikTok, Cultural Visionaries. It's still a little bit new, but my goal for 2024 is to be more present on TikTok. So, there's a variety of platforms that I'm on. <laughs> That's amazing. All right, then on to TikTok for 2024. Okay, Maida, for closing, uh, what do you want people to to get from our conversation today? What, what do you want people to remember? I want them to know that they don't have to be afraid. Whatever is um, feeling like it's holding them back, that in the grand scheme of things, it's probably not that big. And the first step they have to do is just move one, one small movement. So don't be afraid and, and go for it. Beautiful. So listen to Maya. Don't be afraid. Follow your dreams. Reach out to cultural visionaries for any copywriting. And uh, I'll see you next time. Maya, this was so beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your story with me. Muchas gracias, Velu. I appreciate you, um, you know, talking with me today. And I'm also very grateful that I met you. That's amazing. You know, well, who, like you said, who would have thought an email would turn into this cool podcast? I love Instagram. A mí me encanta conocer gente como tú. Y gracias por, por escribirme. Muchísimas gracias. Thanks for listening to this episode of Latinas Be Like Us. Remember to subscribe wherever you are listening. And to learn more or leave a donation, please go to our website, latinasbelikeus.com. See you next time.